The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob M. Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob M. Ronnie. Call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinske. Sue, it is uh, Friday, December 15th, uh, in the morning as we record this, and we've got uh, a nominee at the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice and the Independent Spirit Awards. Divine Joy Randolph is going to join us from the Holdovers. Uh, and uh, Sue, what, you, you didn't want to talk to me before the show started because you were saving something. What, 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 what do you got? Well, I see your beard and mustache. Yeah, what do you think? I like it. Do you? But I love the shirt you chose to wear because it's so appropriate. You look a bit like a mountain man. I do. You know, I've got the, I've got the beard going and I've got the, uh, the Dinty Moore uh, shirt. So, yeah, I, I look, uh, it looks appropriate. I don't, what do you think of the beard? I, I am undecided. I like it. Do you? Yeah, you told me that um, you couldn't really grow hair on your face. Well, there's nothing here and there's nothing here. It's just all here. If you're watching on YouTube, you see this. If you're listening, you wonder what the hell's going on. But no, I got got the goatee action going on. But like over here, over here, nothing really happening. That's okay. I mean, I I, I think it's very sexy, to be honest with you. Thank you. Now, what's the word at at, uh, ESPN? People love it at work. Yeah. Yeah, it's very distinguished. Although I, I'll be honest, I went—I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but I went skating this week. Did you see it? It's, I saw it last night. Now I am a—I am well known for my uh, skating uh, prowess. I thought the one word that comes to mind is elegant. I thought I was elegant while I was skating. What did you think, Sue? Anything but. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one moment where you actually were okay yeah there was a moment before you kind of staggered to the sidelines i'm kind of like a cartoon character on ice it's like it's like legs are moving fast trying to hang on everything's quaking and quivering i have never uh had any skill as a skater well sue i can teach you a few things (laughs) not to do yeah exactly uh, so I thought today, let's let's talk about the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are back this year. They're coming up on January 7th. I don't know if they've got a host or not yet. It's on CBS this year. There are now, as opposed to the Hollywood Foreign Press, there are now 300 journalists that vote. Uh, so they've gotten rid of that racial component. You know, it's very, very white organization a couple of years ago, uh, got got banished for a year or two, and now it's back. Are you excited for the Golden Globes? Yeah, I I love award shows. I love award shows. I I just it's one of my favorite things, and getting ready for them is all also great. I read about it nonstop. Um, so I've got the uh, the nominations. Do you have a favorite movie of twenty twenty three? The holdovers. The holdovers. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. I loved it. 
Yeah, Paul Giamatti's so good. A divine Joey Randolph is great. And and then the newcomer, Dominic Sessa, is that Sessa? How you yeah, I think that's the way you pronounce it. it was great. He was wonderful. Well, it is nominated Sue in the category of best motion picture, musical, or comedy. It's got its hands full because it is in the same category as this little indie movie called Barbie. Right. Now, you like Barbie, right? I did. I did. And I thought I think it was very it, I, smart. And I think it's going to win. You think it's going to win best picture comedy or musical? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, I feel like Oppenheimer is going to be tough to beat in the motion picture drama category. Although I would imagine there's a big Killers of the Flower Moon uh, contingent out there that's that's waiting for for drama. It's Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, which I have yet to see, Past Lives, which is my favorite movie of uh, of 2023. It is so good. Uh, a movie called The Zone of Interest, which I do not know, and a movie called Anatomy of a Fall, which I do not know. Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I'm with you, and I haven't seen Past Lives, and um, oh, you got to watch Past Lives. I know, I really want to see it. I, I, I started to watch May December. Yeah, um, what do you think? And May December is on Netflix. It's actually nominated for uh, Best Picture Comedy or Musical. I can't believe that it's in that category. Really? That they would put it in? Did you see it? Uh, no, I've not seen it yet. Okay, well, you'll we'll have to talk about it when you see it. Because it's not a comedy or a musical. No. Is there any music or any comedy? I don't know because, well, I, I watched 20 minutes of the movie and had to stop watching it. Really? Because I hear this guy, Charles Melton, is supposed yes. to be really good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't stay with it just because I, 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 I couldn't even understand why they made the movie, to be honest really? with you. Really? I didn't like it at all. That's crazy. Now, what if Charles Melton comes on the show in a couple of weeks? So we go back. You'll go back and look at the movie again. Right? I will go back and look at the movie. And I heard he is amazing. Yeah. In it. Um, yeah. You know where he's from, at least where I know him from Riverdale. I mean, of all the shows, this sort of this kind of che- weird, cheesy CW drama based on the Archie comics is where Charles mm. Melton came from. He was also in Everything Everywhere All at Once in a small role. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was in that because I remember seeing him with the, the ensemble uh, when the cast won for uh, Best Ensemble. So Best Director is going to be really interesting. I don't know. And the nominees are Bradley Cooper for Maestro, uh, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, which I haven't seen, but I hear is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Celine Strong for Past Lives. Now, when I go through that category, it seems like it's got to be Greta Gerwig, right? She's the one that created this phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, I think she's going to win, but I kind of feel like Christopher Nolan is going to give her a run for his money because he really deserves to win. Yeah. Christopher Nolan has not won an Academy. Uh, he, I think he won an Academy Award for screenplay. I don't think he's, he's never won for director. So there are a few, there's a handful of directors that I think it just doesn't feel right that they haven't won Oscars like Paul Thomas Anderson. It doesn't feel right that he hasn't mm-hmm. won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is the same thing. Christopher Nolan it doesn't feel right that Christopher Nolan, 
who's definitely one of the great filmmakers of our lifetimes, I think, um, has not won the Academy Award for Best Director. So you're right. It may come down to Nolan and Greta Gerwig. It may come down to Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. (laughs) Basically, it was that day, not just for box office, but for all the awards and stuff, too. You know, I I don't know if you read this, but I read that um, the Oppenheimer, I don't know if it was Christopher Nolan, who actually asked this yeah, or the yeah. or the or the makers of the movie uh the, the studio um approached Greta Gerwitz and asked her to move her opening date yes to, to another uh date yeah yeah and she, she said like, no bring it on by the way both of them i think wound up doing a billion dollars worldwide so absolutely. it was there there was something for the synergy between the two, I mean, I think Barbie was good for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was good for Barbie, and everybody made a whole bunch of money on it. Uh, real quick here, before we get to uh, Divine Joy Randolph, uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. And I, th- a couple of these I have not seen, so I can't speak to, but Bradley Cooper for Maestro, I hear he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it's Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy uh, for Oppenheimer is excellent. Leonardo. DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, fantastic. Coleman Domingo, who's been on the show, has a movie out called Rustin. I think it is streaming now on Netflix. I want to see that. Uh, Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, and Barry, and again, this is another pronunciation thing. I think it's Barry Keoghan for Saltburn, which I really, really loved. And what what was your takeaway on Saltburn? Yeah, go ahead. I, I have to I have to go back to watching it because I was watching it with Tom. Tom is very, very particular. And yeah. sometimes we don't have the same taste. So he he didn't want to watch it with me anymore. So I have to go back to watch it. Yeah, if you go back. It's it's really it's like crazy and audacious and weird and sensational and really, really cool. Um, all right, and let's do one more. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Lily Gladstone who I think is going to win. She's so good in Killers of the Flower Moon. So good, yeah. Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Annette Benning for Nyad, Greta Lee for Past Lives. I absolutely loved her. And I also loved Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla. She played young uh, Priscilla Presley. And uh, But I would say from that category, Lily Gladstone feels like the winner to me. Yeah, that's the well. I saw Nyad too, so those are the only two movies that I saw. And then Annette Bening is is amazing, but Lily Gladstone. I mean, her her performance was like perfection. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, all right, well, let's do. We we're talking about awards. Um, our guest today was a Tony Award nominee for her role in Ghost, the musical. She has starred in movies like office christmas party dolomite is my name and the united states versus billy holiday on television you know her for her role as detective williams in only murders in the building she is currently nominated for best supporting actress at the golden globes the critics choice awards and the independent spirit awards for her work in the holdovers directed by the brilliant alexander payne and also starring paul giamatti divine joy randolph joins us divine thank you thank you for coming on Congratulations on the movie. The movie is so good. The Holdovers is great. You're great in it. And now all this uh, this award stuff is coming up for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
So for people that haven't seen the movie, uh, The Holdovers is the story of a professor at a New England boarding school who's supervising a kid who isn't going home for Christmas. And you play Mary, who runs the cafeteria at the school. Her son has just been killed in Vietnam. Tell me, uh, how did Alexander Payne find you for this role, Divine? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. You have to ask him that. Uh, my The story I've been told is that uh, he had saw my work prior, uh, and in particular, uh, I think Dolomite with Eddie Murphy was something that he connected with in particular. Uh, and so, yeah, he reached out and, and we had a nice chat. Uh, and he kind of described this project that he wanted to do. And then he gave me script and I read script. This was like over Thanksgiving two years ago. And then we, um, we talked about it following up and, and I was attracted to the character and, and what she brought to the table and her dimension to the role. And, and I was like, why not? Let's do it. I'm, I'm always into like the minutia when it comes to character work. And yeah. so you, you, you smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah. I and do. You, no, no. And your character does. So, yeah. 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 And, and you got the cigarette hanging off your lip. And yeah, that's it, Betty Davis. <laughs> I was going to ask you because it says so much about a person to me, um, a character who would do something like that. So obviously, so it was your choice for, for that. For, for what specifically to smoke? Or? Well, no. Well, 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 well. Yeah. Was it was it in the script that you were a smoker? Yes. Or was that a and choice of your own? Avid smoker. Yes. She she's many years in, and so because of that, uh, Alexander really wanted it to come across like I actually have been smoking that long since I don't smoke at all. Never have. So um, he said cartons uh to me immediately after me booking the role um to begin practicing uh have smoke and in me learning how to do so i love uh turner classic movie is always running in my house i love it but the fashion for the master class of it all i think it's important to know where things began to know where you can take things. And I'm about that in many facets of my life. And so uh, to me, Betty Davis was like, if you're going to learn how to do it, that was a gal to learn from. And what I noticed too, when I would then in everyday life observe smokers, I could tell the level of addiction by how they handled the cigarette. Less about the frequency of, uh, you know, taking a drag but more of how they handled this cigarette and those who were deep in it uh it was as if it was another figure an appendage hmm. and it um dangled very carelessly from their hand or from their mouth and so that was something that i did because i wanted to show and someone says she doesn't even know it's there. It's so second nature. She's so reliant on it. It's become a part of her as if it wasn't offended. Such a great detail. Such a great detail. So I'm a huge Alexander Payne fan. And he, oh, he, makes, he makes movies about 
character. They're not plot driven movies. These are, these are character driven movies. And the scene in the kitchen, when you're coming to terms with the loss of your son, it is so powerful. It, it made me cry. Uh, Tell me about shooting that scene. Uh, we did it in two takes. We did it in two takes. So um, you're, what you see is the second take. We did one take where um, I really go there. And I, I mean, even more so than that. And I'm literally on the floor. Uh, and, and Dominic's uh, character, Angus, is holding me. Almost like a reverse piata. Uh, and, uh, that was very beautiful and intense and impactful. And I'm grateful to him and the editor's discernment, um, to, to know that the second take was the one to do, uh, because I find that it's a really fine line tonally when you're playing with people's emotions. And right, I mean, to be honest, that's a lot of what filmmaking and uh, the medium of uh, acting, as it were, is when that curtain goes up, when the, on the movie, da, 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 you know, that free, it's like, sure, about to mess with your emotions. You know what I mean? Like, it's this thing where you as the viewer are willingly saying like, okay. I am committing to go on this ride with you. And when you are on that ride, you, it's a fine way of constantly tuning. And I feel like it was something that we did of the tone of not being too much emotion and where you guys cut off because it's just too grotesque or intense that you just can't even, you know what I mean? Digest it. Yeah. Or little where you are like, what the heck? Do you care? Is something going on? Like, I don't feel anything. And so in that moment in particular, we, and I'm glad I got it out. You know what I mean? I'm glad that we got one out because also Dame Vine was feeling, she needs a moment. She needs the relief. I'm, a, you know, I'm a ticking time bomb in here. Um, and we did it and it was beautiful. And then at the end of the day, I think now looking at the movie as a whole, it was like, oh no, that that was the version that needed to happen. So yeah, um, I had great support from the cast and crew uh, on that day, and and everyone knew what that moment required. Uh, but you know, in that I played this character that is dealing with heavy things, I made sure that for myself. I see the constant place of fun and, and silliness off camera so that I had a well or a reservation to go there when it was time to go there. I didn't stay like, you know, listening to sad music there at a wall in the corner because who would want to be around that person? Instead, I did the opposite. And when work was done, I, you know, took that time to return back to self you know the relationship between an actor and director i mean it's it's you know beyond intimate and trust is i guess it's a two-way street you know the director you know has to have trust in his actors and and the actors have to have trust in their directors um 
is, the, is there ever a time as an actor that you were able to see any of what you did? Do you ever get to see dailies or anything like that? Never. Okay. Not in this, not in this project. No, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no uh, monitor. There's no video village. Uh, even when I did a post-production ADR, uh, they, they did most of it without the camera. And was like, oh, we just need you to say these words. And I was like, I'm still not going to see it. I was actually the last person that ended up seeing it. I hmm. saw it two days after the strike. Now, the other, some of the other actors saw it, but uh, uh, Alexander was adamant. He was like, no, I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't want you to see it. Not yet. Hmm. Uh, and I respected it. I absolutely respected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he then, with the editor, wanted and needed to do his thing. Also, it's not for me to see it. It's for me to feel it. Mm. Right? Mm. So mm-hmm. it's like, in regards to that trust, and what was helpful being that I started with theater is he was my eyes. Alexander sat right next to the camera in the scene with us. So talk about intimacy and trust. Yeah. And mm. so I had to then rely on him to guide me uh but being that i started theater it became at first i was like what he's in the room (laughs) but then it became comforting and i became searching for it uh because i felt like i was just playing to him and you know one of the things i i love about your acting in this in this movie and and in the rest of your work is that you say so much with just a look, a smile, a glare, a whatever that is. It, it's certainly true of Mary. It's true in a lot of your roles. How, how do you make that impression when you, when you don't necessarily have a line? Just listening to people. That's all. I'm just listening. Um, and, uh, fully being in the world of, of that moment, you know? Uh, and I think I'm grateful that the camera can pick up on it. Uh, I'm not really, I'm just being honest. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying a specific technique or something. I'm just literally, uh, the one thing I will say ever since I was young, my grandma used to be like, fix your face because it, uh, I, I I can't really hide how I feel. Uh, it shows up on my face. So outside of that natural thing that I have, uh, I'm just I'm just listening and I'm just reacting, you know, to what the person is is saying. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess that's become a a trademark. I guess. Um, of me and, and my work, but yeah, it's just me listening, actively listening, intently listening, um, and fully being immersed in, in my mm. character, what she's going through at that time. So Dominic Sessa, uh, I read, and tell me if this is accurate, that this was his first film role? Sure. As, as, as a seasoned actress, do you, do you deal with someone like that? Uh, yeah, a, a, a newbie? differently than you would with a seasoned actor? What do you mean when you say, do I deal with that? Well, I mean, did, I mean, because, because this is his first film, um, 
Yeah, I guess maybe do you take on some sort of mentorship? Yeah, kind of yeah. Role? Well, I don't, I mean, I think in all natural situations, right, you read the room. If if there seems to be a, a need, a want, a desire for that, I don't just walk up to people and they're like, hey, listen, I've been in the business longer than you, so let me tell you this, 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 and this. But I think for him, he, number one, is an old soul. He very much so fell into place with us naturally but also at the same time he was inquisitive and had lots of questions so that kind of just naturally took form and shape but he very much held his own but also we all cared about it was he wasn't lacking in any way where it's like you know maybe if you're working with a child actor like an actual child actor where it's like okay well we gotta you know, shoot this part now to make sure we get them before they lose their attention. And yeah, kind of, it wasn't anything like that. He very much so held his own. And it was also really awesome. And I applaud Alexander for, he really worked with him uh, in, in these scenes of getting, he really carved and crafted with Dominic, getting this character out of him. Um, and that was really cool to see someone as, uh, lauded as he is to take the time to work with him and 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 do that he didn't have to um but i'm glad he did because i think not only is it a memorable experience for dominic it created an environment in which he uh will have invaluable uh he basically got a uh, uh, three months of, of film school you know what yeah. i mean he got this uh intrusive experience where he will have invaluable information but yeah no he held his own very much oh, so. yeah yeah he, he was fun he was phenomenal you i mean if, if i never read that this was his first role you would never even know yeah exactly yeah. i want to ask about one other of your projects um and that's only murders in the building uh you talked about sort of the feeling on the set when you did that that kitchen scene and sort of the quietness of, of that in the holdovers. I would imagine this is kind of the opposite. Uh, this is a fun set, a silly set, Steve Martin, Martin short. What's it like working with those guys? I, sure. I will say too, uh, it wasn't a morose, quiet, you know, set. It was, the filming was quiet because we were in rural places and in the winter. So that just naturally due to that setting provides that, but it was quite silly. And I made sure of it because I, I couldn't allow my character or me personally to just stay in the, you know, uh, that space of grief. But in regards to answering your question in regards to only murders, it's a wonderful working environment. It truly is. I'm not just saying that, um, that it's amazing to see these legends who have been there and done all of it still have this zeal for not only life, but their careers. They genuinely love it. They love it. And so when that is the leading uh, energy um, at the top, that informs as a trickle effect what's going to happen to everyone else around. And so by them bringing that to the table, uh, everyone else then um, is bringing their aching. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to wrap up with this. You are uh, nominated for the Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice Award and the Independent Spirit Award and all this. Are you ready for 
red carpets and, you know, potential Academy Awards and all, all that stuff that goes along with it. Are you ready? You ever could become ready. You just have to rise to the occasion, prepare, breathe, take naps, you know, prioritize your time, take good self-care of yourself, uh, 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 practice, I'm sorry, practice, you know, good self-care habits, uh, and take care of yourself. Uh, but it's very exciting. I, I think it's, you know, this is probably what most actors would, uh, be working towards. Uh, so I'm very grateful, if nothing else, just for the recognition um, that this is uh, providing. Because, you know, many actors, we work um, quietly with our heads down, you know, mm-hmm. just doing the work. And for this to be a moment where people are acknowledging and seeing it, uh, it means a lot to me. Less of the the Hollywood buzz of it all and more of my peers whom I respect are showing mutual respect back to me and, and acknowledging what I'm bringing to the table. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the movie is terrific. It's the, the holdovers. It is, uh, it's one of the most moving, most entertaining, just it, uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, hands down, and you are wonderful in it. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph, enjoy all of the, the, the red carpets and all the stuff that goes along with this. You've got a beautiful career and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. Thank you so very much. There you have it. Divine joy Randolph. I, you know what? I love talking to people who are about to go on this crazy awards ride. And not only is she going to be nominated for an Academy award. I don't want to jinx it by doing this one. She's she's got a real chance to win the Academy Award for this role. So it was really cool to get her on the show now. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's had a, a, an unbelievable career. I mean, I didn't really know much about her. I didn't know anything about her stage work or anything. Yeah. So, um, like she said, you know, to get this respect from her peers, it's got to feel so goddamn good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So good, I'm excited. Good for her. For She's it. one of those actors that's been around for a long time and has worked with a ton of people. And it's nice to see her get her moment uh, yeah. during award season this year. Yeah. A little bit, but a little bit of a tease to not be able to talk to her longer. And I know she's on a junket and she's only allotted a certain amount of time, but there's like, I really wanted to talk to her about Dolomite. Oh, Eddie Dolomite's Murphy. such a great movie. If you've yeah. never seen Dolomite is my name, I think it's a Netflix movie stars Eddie Murphy and Divine Joy Randolph. And it is, for me, it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I and, just love uh, Dolomite is my name. And it's so funny because, you know, I didn't know whether this guy was real or not. Oh, right, right. He so was. I, he was real. His name was Rudy Ray Moore, and they called him the godfather of rap. And I was reading that Snoop Dogg said, without Rudy Ray Moore, there would be no Snoop Dogg. Wow. How about that? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, All right, that was cool. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube and uh, you should subscribe to this channel right away so you won't miss any shows and leave a comment, leave a reaction. If you're listening on Apple or on Spotify, subscribe to this channel. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. All the ratings, all the comments, all the reviews, they help us with the magical algorithm as we continue to grow the show. Very, very cool, Sue. It's great seeing you. And we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.